Don't redirect your anger at me. And I'm going to talk about me, myself, and my problems here for a little while. The Rule 34 questions were last week. That's not a puzzle, it's pushing blocks. If a wave of dragons are coming to raise my town and burn my crops, that's pretty awful to me directly. But I want to hear about your other shitty character. Of course, invest in a robotic flame of flame. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Debate This, the podcast where we yell at each other and say a bunch of dumb things and make fun of Todd, because fuck you guys. This is continuing our Spooktacular Express. Is that what we decided to call it? Was it Spooktacular Express? That's exactly yeah, I think that sounds right. To call it. Cool. Got it. Um, so we're continuing our Spooktacular Express, and we're going to share some awesome ghost stories for you today. Um, so these are creepypastas. Uh, if you're not familiar, creepypasta was made famous in the 4chan. I'm just talking out of my ass here, but I think it was from the 4chan era of internet message boards where uh, all these um, internet people would uh, workshop their creative writing stories and uh, turn them into little... There were some horror stories that came out of it. So I think it started like copy pastas turned into creepypastas and People started writing about haunted Pokemon, and here we are. We're going to talk about it. For those of you who um, really, really have no, like, never heard of creepypastas, um, Slenderman was originally a creepypasta. Um, no, I didn't yeah, know that. There are, there are a few. Oh, there's a, there's a, a big movie came out a couple years ago that was originally a creepypasta that the author sold the rights to. Um, the name is escaping me. The plot is escaping me. I just remember it happened. Um, but that, <laughs> yeah. um, but they, they um, seem like, at first glance, like just, you know, bad internet stories. But people, um, some, some legitimate things have really come out of these um, stories. And it's a really cool yeah. aspect of middle internet culture, I guess. It's yeah, it's kind of like fan fiction where m- most of it is bad, but then there are always gems. There's always, you know, diamonds in the rough. And uh, I don't know. Th- we're we're gonna talk about some of those today. I don't know if they're all gems, but some of them are definitely gems. Um, the the connecting theme. All of these are video game based. All of these um came out of the the, the early video game era and um. Yeah, that's why we're doing it on our podcast. Is our video game and comic book po- podcast? We are talking about video game creepypastas because that's what we do here. Talk about video games and comic books. And now we're gonna shoehorn that into the Halloween season, just like <laughs> every other digital content creation. But if you want to follow our digital content creation, you should do so on Debate This Cast uh, on all of the social medias, including Instagram. Speaking of Instagram. If you shout us out on Instagram, we'll say nice things about you on the podcast because we don't have many friends. So one of my (laughs) friends, his name is Brad, and he shouted us out on the pod or he shouted us out on the Instagram and we wanted to shout him out on the podcast. And I think that's how shout outs work. What up, Brad? Brad? You are an amazing human being. You're a wonderful drummer and Matt's friend, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I love you. And Andrew Brad. thought you were a bot, and I didn't. Oh, it was only for like a minute. <laughs> you no, the you only bot sorry, Brad. I love you. No, Brad's my best friend now. <laughs> the only, the only bot, 
the only bot that we've dealt with was the one that talked about how her doctor helped her rid her of her diseases, and Kyle made me delete the response back to her, and I'm Kyle, still a little Kyle salty about that. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a long one, so let's let's dig in. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to start it off. This is actually this is probably my favorite uh, creepy pasta that I've ever read. It's called Ben Drowned. Um, it's based on Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. It's fairly popular. It came out, um, I want to say, like eight years ago. Um, by a uh, at the time the user was named Jadusable, and he's since gone on to publish uh, one or two books. Like he's he's kind of made something out of it. <clears throat> uh, so it's it's the story is uh, all about a a haunted cartridge of Majora's Mask. So it's a lot of fun. All right, let's get into it. The story begins when a college student moves into his sophomore year dorm room. After being gifted an old N64 from a friend, he decides to go around to check some local garage sales, trying to find a good deal on some old cartridges. Scoring copies of Pokemon Silver, GoldenEye, and F-Zero across different spreads, he comes upon one last house. As he gets out of the car, he's greeted by an old man who flashes a crooked smile in his direction. The student asks for a video game, and the old man responds that he'll be back in a jiffy. He actually said jiffy. <laughs> the, <It's important. laughs> the old man came back with a gray cartridge in tow nothing written on it no box art except for the word majora written in black permanent marker filled with excitement the student asks how much for the cart and the man replies simply says you can have it he says it belonged to a boy about your about his age who doesn't live here anymore okay that's kind of an odd detail but sure whatever free copy of majora's mask i'm down so the student ignores that, that strange remark and goes on with his day. He drives home, thinking about his new haul, hoping that, oh man, um, was, this, was this actually a real thing or maybe it's just some you know crappy bootleg or maybe it doesn't even work at all. Uh, he gets home, he boots up the cart and to his surprise, was greeted by that iconic heart-shaped mask, the whoosh, whoosh. Um, you know, the intro to Majora's Mask, cool. Um, that said, something was a little off. When he pressed start and went to the file select, uh, there was only one save file available and simply named Ben in all capital letters. The, the game ran just fine. There was no glitches, no lag. Uh, ben had made it up to the Icona, uh, Icona Canyon section, so he was close to finishing. Um, one thing was kind of weird, though. At times... The NPCs wouldn't call or would call the character Link instead of Ben. And for anyone who's played that game, it's pretty standard where whatever name you use for your file, that's the character name that's inserted. Um, but randomly, they would just they would just say Link regardless. So, yeah, maybe a weird programming issue or fluke, whatever. Um, he played around a bit and decided, okay, well, I'm just going to start my own file. So he deleted Ben and started his own game. Uh oh. Um. <laughs> Thinking it would fix the issue, he entered into Clocktown for the first time, and uh, the first time he was the, the the first point at which he was going to be addressed, the NPCs didn't call his character anything. Um, where the name would pop up as Link or something else, there was just nothing. Uh, he as he continued through the game, other weird things would happen. Um, like he was leaving the astronomer's house in Clocktown, he was immediately transported to the final boss room, and not the clock tower, but inside the moon um, where mm. you actually fight Majora but it wasn't the Majora fight it was just an empty room and Skull Kid was there Skull Kid's not 
there. It's it's Majora. It's the the puppet, whatever that creepy puppet guy is. I love this game. Um, as he, <laughs> as he, I did love this game, and now you're gonna ruin it yeah, for I, me. I am gonna ruin it for you. Um, so naturally, his reaction was okay. Well, he went to go reset the console, and as he did so, a weird message popped up. Um, it says it, there's a text box. It says you're not sure why, but you apparently has a had a reservation. Dot dot dot. Um, that's weird. So that is a prompt in the game. It comes in this at the Stockpont Inn. That's how you get one of the masks in the the, the wedding the wedding mask trade. Um, then another prop comes up. Go to the lair of the temple's boss. Yes or no? He clicks no. Clicks no again. Well, no is not an option. So I guess click yes. The screen immediately. Is that a thing in like the actual Majora's Mask? Or, or is this a... I've, I've never played Majora's Yeah, Mask, so these so are all know. assets. These are all assets in the game that are just kind of shuffled around. So, you know, he's... Yeah, but he's, like, can you usually say no or are you always forced to go? That I don't... I think it was... I think in that you one, can always, you use the you big You can always key. say no, but yeah. it like... It will just like... It just dumps you the out. conversation and yeah. like... Like it's like... advance the story. It's so like, like the old yeah. RPG standard like... This is your final, like, do you, do you want to move forward, confirm kind of thing. Got it. So, like, pretty normal part of the game, but just kind of shuffled around a little bit. So he clicks yes. The, screens fades, the screen fades white. Dun, dun. Dawn of, a new, not a, dawn of a new day. This is where things got a little weird. So he walks back into Clock Town, but Dawn of a New Day, under those words, is just a bunch of gobbledygook text. Um, there's like a bunch of slashes and stuff, so like clearly it's something's been glitched. He appeared back in Clocktown, but it was all very, very wrong. There were no guards greeting him, no carpenters walking about, no dogs running by, no one. And the usual background music, you know, that it was It's really, really nice. Yeah, like it's, it's good it's, music. It's super fun. It's like I have And you're gonna jig. ruin that for me too. Um it was replaced by the song of healing, but backwards. So the, the music starts quiet, but slowly gets louder and louder as if to build up to something, but never does. Then the laughter. The fucking <laughs> happy mask salesman. <laughs> the worst character to ever exist ever. Yep. Uh, you can't see him, but you can hear the laughter. The laughter <laughs> follows him as he goes through this broken and distorted version of Clocktown. There are missing textures Entire pieces of the ground are gone, just looking like Link is standing in an, in an endless void. He tried to zone out to force the game to, to reload, but nothing happened. He tried to warp out with the Song of Soaring, but nothing would, nothing would happen. He thought, okay, maybe if I kill myself, it'll at least force a soft reset. So, unfortunately, there's no real way to kill yourself in Clocktown proper, so he headed over to the laundry pole to think, to drown himself. That's really the only way you can take damage if there are no enemies. As he approached the pool, the game took control. Link grabbed his own head as if de actually defying the command. The screen flashed for a moment as the image of the happy mask salesman appeared on screen, accompanied by the sounds of Skull Kid's bone-chilling scream. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the screen returned, there it was. Staring back at him was 
the wooden link statue that you summon with the elegy of emptiness. Now, if you don't know what this is, I'm a fucking this statue. It's just it's a little four foot, like like it was carved out of wood, and it's in its link, but it's very precisely not link. Like the face is wrong. Majora's Max mm. is a very creepy game to begin with. The face is a little wrong. It's just a little off, and it's got this big toothy grin. So the student instinctively ran away back to Clockdown proper, but that statue kept appearing, like he was actually summoning it, because that's something you can do in the game. But he wasn't doing anything, he wasn't playing the song, it just, the cutscene kept playing. No matter where he ran, that dead-eyed, toothy grin statue was sure to appear, appearing right behind him. At some time, the screen faded in and out again, and, and he found himself on, eventually on the top of the clock tower with Skull Kid, once again hovering on top of him. Now this again, this is part of the normal game at the beginning. You end up at the skull uh, sorry, at the clock tower with Skull Kid above you and you have to shoot a bubble, knock the ocarina out of his hands. But normally at that point, you're a Deku scrub. He was still Link. So he had, all, he had his normal items. He had a bow and arrow. He had an, uh, a potion. But this was very different. There was, there was no, there was no, none of the normal music was playing. This was the stone tower theme, but in reverse. Um, Skull Kid wasn't saying anything, he was just floating there. Link, he had full control of Link, the student. So what he, he was like, well, let's again try to force reset this. He shot an arrow to see what it did. Shot an arrow and hit Skull Kid right in the face. Um, Skull Kid does nothing. A couple seconds pass and a text box pops up and says, that won't do you any good. Hee hee. <laughs> Immediately he watched as Link's, as Link's little avatar was floated above and started levitating about two feet off the ground and was immediately set on fire, instantly killing him. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, these are all assets in the game, but obviously very, very much shuffled around. Used, used very differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Differently now, is, is a good word for that. Now, now, keep in mind, like I said, everything up to this point could have been explained by weird glitches. We've all, we've all glitched out of a of a zone, you know, you've seen you've seen how those things can kind of happen. How zones the games get loaded things and games loaded things incorrectly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you sword jump across a map in Halo. Yeah, exactly. But exactly, there's never really a situation where Link is set on fire and then the screen <laughs> just sits there. So so at this point, he was like, okay, something's going on. When Link died, and this was, the, this was the weird thing, when Link died, there was no game over screen. The screen just stayed there completely blank, stationed on Link's dead body. Um, a minute passes, and the, the screen slowly fades to black. The words come up, You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Hard fucking reset. <laughs> <laughs> he loads the game again, goes back to the title screen, goes back into the save select file select. I uh, noticed something was odd. The save file has changed. Um, his character name, he just used the default link, had been replaced with your turn. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Big, old, big, big, uh -uh. Nope, big nope that's, salad. Um, that's bury, bury the cartridge in my backyard. <laughs> set it on fire. That's, um, yeah. So he decided to load your turn, and he was taken right back to that clock tower. Nothing had changed. Link is still laying there dead, and Skull Kid's floating above him. 
He felt an icy hand grip his heart. <laughs> hard reset, hard the reset, hook hard was reset. On the car handle. One more hard reset. All right. Now a new save file available. Not just now, not just your turn, but there was a new save file. It said Ben. And this was the exact same file from before. The three masks, the three out of the four boss masks, the save file at Iconic Canyon. Nothing had changed. Okay, that's enough Majora's Mask for today. <laughs> so the next day, the student went back to the old man's house to see what the fuck was up? What's going on here? Um, unfortunately, no one was around uh, except for one uh, a neighbor just mowing their lawn a couple houses away. Um, through some light conversation, the neighbor revealed that the man who lived there was actually moving, hence the garage sale, and he didn't really have any family. No, no sons, no daughters, no spouse. So, who was Ben? At this point, he just assumed that this was a grandson, a nephew, or something. The neighbor's expression turned grim. Um, he kind of shied away a little bit, and he said, well, Ben was a young boy who lived in the neighborhood about eight years ago, and he really wouldn't explain anything else, and left. Okay, time to get back to the game. Why? Gotta get to the bottom of this, Kyle. Ooh, like every good horror story. That's how it starts cursed. and ends with curiosity. Booting it up, he was greeted, great, uh, greeted by that familiar whooshing sound of the mask. And uh, our two save files, your turn and Ben, were both there. So he selected the latter. Let's see what, what's going on with Ben. So he, he was definitely appeared in Stone Tower Temple, which, again, that's tracks. That's about where this save file was. But the, the title card didn't say Stone Tower Temple. It was like an S, a T, an, an upside down N, um, and then a bunch of other glitchy symbols. Um, Link's body was also not completely straight. It was like kind of cocked at a 90 degree angle. Um, like, he, like he wrenched his back and, and couldn't fix it. Like some sort of crazy cartoon character. And the, the polygons kept spasming intermittently. Again, very much like you're playing a Ubisoft game. Ooh, that's a burn. Ooh. Well, there goes, there goes our <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't listen this far into this episode. About. Uh, um, there, there, was an, there was also a, a curious item in one of the C icons, something that wasn't, that was clearly like a, like a, some sort of bitmap image that was not a part of the original game's assets. No music, just high-pitched laughter. Um, what was the image, if I can ask? I believe it was like a note. It, it's not. It's not dwelled upon. Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't think he used. I don't think he could use it. So he he runs around a bit, and then boom, cutscene. Another fucking statue. Couple seconds pass, fade to black. <laughs> Which is? Can I just stop like that? is a scary enough screen when you play the game. Yeah. Cause like there's this clock going on the whole time. You're like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm almost done. So now it's just got layers if, on it. If you're going to haunt a video, game, <laughs> there's probably no better option than, Majora's you know, I can think of a lot of games. That's the scariest. Yep. Uh, so he appeared again in clock town, but this time everything was legit. He actually appeared as a Deku scrub, just like the beginning of the game. Um, there is a, Tattle was there, the little fairy, the little blue fairy that follows you. 
Um, but she, she has a line which says, uh, what just happened? It's as if everything has dot, 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 started over. But this time she didn't say started over. It just ended at, it's as if everything has dot, dot, dot. And as she, as she finished that text box, music cuts out and you hear, <laughs> happy mass salesman again. Uh, he, he definitely, the, the player definitely had control uh, in, a, in a fixed clock town, but the weird thing this time was that the camera was actually fixed on the door, like if you can imagine the door that you enter in. Um, it's like the camera wasn't following Link around, so he was watching every, himself kind of move around in a weird angle. And then the screen flashes, and the fucking Happy Mask salesman guy appears, and the text box, you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? White out. When the screen fades in again, he's standing in Termina Field. But now this time, the complete, the HUD is gone. No items, no clock, no timeline, just Link in an empty environment. He walks around a bit. The enemies are gone. There's no, no, uh, usually um, the Zelda theme is playing at this point. No Zelda theme. The only thing present was the Happy Mask Salesman theme playing in the background. He started walking toward the swamp. He saw a welcome sight in the distance. A few figures. At least there's something else in this in this part of the game. But uh, knowing this game's pretense for absolute fuckery, he approached slowly. Uh, as the figures became clear, he watched in horror as Epona and Skull Kid buck bugged out in some cyclic, cyclic animation loop. And there was one more figure who stood completely motionless, stared back with the same dead-eyed, toothy smile that had been burned into his brain. Here stood the Happy Mask Salesman, also motionless, looking back at him with that fucking shit-eating grin. <laughs> okay. He had an idea. Maybe, maybe there's something that I can force this to move forward. Um, there are several points in the real game that you play the Song of Healing to progress. So maybe this would do the same thing. So he played the Song of Hearing, Healing. excuse me. Um, as he finished, an ear-shattering scream blasted through the TV, and the Happy Mask song set, sped up. Um, like on the clock tower, Link immediately burst into flames and died. Jesus. And like on the clock tower, the other figures just watched that lifeless body. No game over. He just watched as minutes turned into hours as the gangly happy mask salesman stood and stared at Link's corpse. Fade to black. One more, you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Next loading. Screen loads, and this time, he's now in Great Bay. Um, the game forced a new cutscene, but this time not summoning a statue, but rather Link putting on the Zora mask. And again, for those of you who aren't, who aren't aware of this, one more creepy part of Majora's mask is he has this painful transition as he's like absorbing all of the like fears and emotions and sadness of these characters. I love this game. Yeah, um, it's way more <laughs> intricate than I remember it being. Yeah. Uh, he saw Epona over in the distance on the beach, standing about a foot in water, so he walked over. Um, as he approached, he saw that an Ep Epona was making a lot of racket, neighing, and, and angled in a way that looked like a show she was signaling an area off, the dis off of the distance. It was a long shot, but it wasn't the first time that he felt like the game was trying to communicate him. So, why not? He started swimming down in the direction that she signaled. Sure enough, there it was. Looking back at him was a small green statue of a boy 
standing at the bottom of the ocean, smiling at nothing. As he approached the statue, another animation that doesn't exist at all, the Zor character started drowning? Now, how is this possible? Did someone would actually have to build this in? Zor Link can't drown. That's the whole point. That's what he does. He swims. You get these really cool, like, swimming powers that make yeah. it look like you're just yeah. gliding through so the water. So how is Link drowning? Like, someone would have to build this asset. Like, that does not exist in the game. Um, something else that was different about this. So every other time that he died, the game would restart in a new area. But it didn't restart this time. It just booted him right back to the tile, the title screen. So naturally, he, he pressed start, navigated to file select, and there was one more new entry. A new entry which, in two simple words, told him the entire story. Ben drowned. Is that why the statue appeared at the laundry pool? Was the statue trying to lead him into the ocean? Maybe it was trying to protect him. Who the hell knows? He shut off the N64. Still had no idea where this game came from, but he did know one thing. Ben wouldn't be needing it back anytime soon. <laughs> ben drowns. I don't like it. Thank you. Thank I don't you. like it um, at all. Damn. So there's a lot more there. <laughs> there's a, uh, that, is, that is as truncated <laughs> as I possibly could have got. There is a whole like Chatterbot. I don't know if you remember Chatterbots, those like populated like am yeah bots there is a yeah. whole chatterbot message thread that's like it's 10 pages long but that's the gist of it <laughs> um there's also there is also if you if you are interested in ben drowned there's some really interesting youtube videos out there um he actually the the guy that wrote this recorded like he 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 fucked up a cartridge of Gajor's mask and and recorded all of this happening um so there's a there's a visual component too. It's very cool. I so I love this one um, because, like you said, or I think Todd said during while you were telling the story, Majora's Mask is such an eerie game mm -hmm. already. Yeah, that like of course it makes sense that there's a haunted. Oh, mm -hmm. cartridge of Majora's yeah. Mask, totally. like haunted well, the, by the, the entire, ghost of this kid. Like the entire overarching of Majora's Mask just makes you feel yeah. antsy. The mm -hmm. whole thing from the first time you start playing it, and you just you know mm -hmm. the moon's gonna crash into like the Earth in three days, and you can't yep. do anything to stop it. Like it, you, you just feel that, bad the whole time. It's one of those games that like leaves you with more mm -hmm. questions than it answers. Yeah. To begin with, and like it's it's spawned all kinds of theories out yeah. like anyway, and like so kind like people have assigned all kinds of meaning to oh, just yeah. the different parts of the game that like I like that's what I love about the story. This was one of the stories I would have picked if I had been quicker <laughs> to the draw. It's just because that was it's the, so, the benefit of having it's uh, like, chosen this topic. <laughs> um one <laughs> Yeah, it's like the perfect, like, just believable enough to be a. There a are there are tons monster. of awesome yeah. theories about this, but one of my favorites we don't have to get into it, but one of my favorites is that the Stone Tower Temple is the Tower of Babylon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There, it's it's a, it's a great game. It uh, really is. Um, 
there's diff- yeah different ones about like mm-hmm. townspeople or parts of the game representing stages of grief because Link like Link dies like this is purgatory yeah. or whatever. It's a good, it's a good yeah, game good. for theories. Is where I'll cool. Leave that. Um, all right. Well, I hope you guys had fun. Uh, Kyle, do you want to uh, hit us next? Yeah. So um, I'm I'm gonna follow up with uh, the this is the the creepy pasta is called mm. Lavender Town. Syndrome. Yeah, it's fun. That's fun. Um, oh, that sounds it's delightful. like a nice little I'm soap. Really, <laughs> it sounds so good. Um, so let's take so it doesn't have <laughs> part of Pokemon ever and put the word syndrome after it. It doesn't. It doesn't have drowned in the title. So um, but a little. Hmm? God, can I talk now? Thank you. Uh, it's um, your turn. You, before, yes, you. Before I get to, into it, um, for anyone unfamiliar at home, um, Lavender Town is one of the cities in um, the original Pokemon games, Pokemon Red and Blue, or uh, Red and Green in Japan, as where this, uh, this urban legend takes place. Um, it's a very small city. It's only got five buildings in it, um, no gyms. Just um, a Pokemart, Pokemon Center, three houses, and um, the central feature of the city, uh, Pokemon Tower, which exists as a, in canon, as a a graveyard for Pokemon. Um, It's also got uh, just some of the best music in the game, um, but which is central to the story. So... um, Lavender, Lavender Town Syndrome, um, the idea is in the, the uh, like, very original release, like, before they sold out and had to, like, make more copies of the game, the original release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan, uh, February 27th, 1996, um, the, the rumor has it that these cartridges contained a different um file for the lavender town music than uh was released afterwards or worldwide um the the basic melody is the same it's that doom 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 like that scooby-doo <laughs> it is very Pokemon, like eight bit scooby-doo yeah. um music um, but what's different about this one is when kids playing the game would get to um, Lavender Town, they would experience these weird symptoms. Um, they'd get these headaches, these like really blinding migraine headaches. Um, some kids would get nauseous to the point of throwing up. Um, and this is out of the tiny itty bitty like original Game Boy speaker. It's like the brown um, note, but instead of pooping, you just feel sad. You you get. I was yeah. gonna say like the questionable terrorist attack that happened to those people in the government building, mm-hmm. but yeah, your comparison is also good. Um, they they um, you know other kids reported like a, a feeling of dread, Ugh. like more so than the creepiest city in in a Pokemon game should. Um, and there are rumors even of kids, um, you know, walking to the top of their apartment buildings and jumping off or, um, or hanging themselves. Mm. Um, 
But, um, and, uh, rumor has it about 200 kids, um, committed suicide. Holy shit. And many, many more, um, experienced the, the headaches and the nausea and the vomiting. Um, but what's especially creepy about this is no adults, um, were affected by this. No adults who, you know, picked up the cartridge from their kid and listened to the music or heard the music complained any about any of these symptoms, the the headaches, the nausea, the feeling of dread. Um what uh which led people to believe that these the 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 symptoms were caused by tones that can't be heard by adults. Um We've all experienced something like this. There's that annoying app that was popular around the beginning of iPhones and Android's life that played a tone, and it, if you couldn't hear it, you were old. Um, and there's actual science behind that. Your, oh, yeah. Your earbones kind of keep growing, and they they lose their sensitivity to, to high, high frequencies as you get older. Um, so that means some the person who put this file in the game or someone working on the the music included these tones that would be um, sensitive to children. Um, and it gets weirder. Um, so in um, this was in 1996. Um, this was only in the Japanese files of the game. Um, red and green. The first run even. So not even like it, it didn't even happen like to a a huge population after the games really took off in popularity. This was just like the initial buyers of the game. Um, but someone in 2010 um, did a like a spectral analysis of the audio. You can run the audio. Th- um, there's there are programs that'll show you the the frequencies that are playing, um, and um, sometimes you'll find images in it. Um, Aphex Twin is a artist who's known for. Uh, he hid his face, his weird logo Wait. face in one of his Wait, songs. Wait, you can do that? Yeah, yeah. that's real. That's fucking that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I did not know that. Um, but in this spectral analysis of the original audio, they found um, images of the Pokemon unknown. Um, Whoa. And those, for you, those of you who don't know. Yeah, unknown, I remember unknown. Unknown. You'd surf along a specific coastline and you'd catch Unknown. Unknown um, were not Pokemon in the original games. They didn't oh, I was, show thinking, up. I was thinking Missing. No, no, no. Unknown yeah. are the ones that came yeah, in a different they generation. Like, I got unknown, they were like the, the letters of the alphabet. Yeah, like, unknown, unknown didn't show up until um, the second generation of Pokemon games, Silver and Gold. Um, and they were used... Um, uh, they they're Pokemon that they're all the same Pokemon, but they look like different letters of the alphabet. I believe um, they debuted in the Pokemon movie, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they were Good. in the movie and then in the games. Well, if I yes. recall, I think they they had made most of the the second gen Pokemon along with first gen. They right? they started working on Gen two almost immediately yeah. after completing Gen one. Um, but so in this spectral analysis, the uh, someone found these images of unknown Pokemon again that didn't exist until 
the Pokemon movie, or um, more officially, uh, Silver and Gold came out. And they um, had the different alphabet letters of unknown that spelled out leave now. Oh, um, no. Always advice yeah. you should take anytime. I'm sure they, they immediately left and that's the end of the story. <laughs> they took the um, advice. <laughs> and, and that is, that is uh, Lavender Town Syndrome. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's more of an urban legend than a, cre- than a full-on creepypasta. I like that. Um, there's not, yeah. And uh, what, I, what really drew me to this one is um, Pokemon Red and Blue had tons of those, like, early internet, or not even early internet, because so, a lot of this was pre-internet for us, but a lot of those urban legends, oh, yeah. like, that we all knew the about. The truck. But no one... The Mew mm-hmm. truck, Missing No, Peak, yep. the Infinite mm-hmm. Candle. Like, we all knew about that stuff before, like, the internet, and we all passed it around. And this, and like, yeah, Peekaboo, um, like, Bill's Garden, all of yeah. these cool urban legends. And like, this just slots perfectly into that, that, like, early, almost mm-hmm. pre internet, like, Peak. Did the collective yeah this? it was the collective kid unconscious yeah like um oh i heard one kid went like listened to like <laughs> pallet town music late at night and he killed himself like that's the kind like not cool obviously but like that's the kind of like urban legend tone that really attracted me to i this said one. jinx three times in the mirror and spun around and then a racist Pokemon appeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really racist, wasn't it? Well, and like that music on its own was creepy enough. Oh, and yeah. Lavender Town mm-hmm. on its own was creepy enough. And oh, yeah. Like it, there was so much in that one section of the game to put mm, a little bit yeah. of nightmare into it. That And it's, it's the like, again, like I think... Pallet Town is only the only smaller city in the game, and that's only by building count. Like I think Pallet Towns actually takes up a bigger like amount of pixels than Lavender Town does. But um, it's this tiny city. Um, it's got you know it's got the Ghost Tower in it. Um, Pokemon Tower is where you catch Ghastly and Haunter in the game. Like, um, and it's just got this. It's just the nice. Nice little sprinkle of flavor on top that makes it like extra creepy. It's, in it's this, one of like, those weird parts too. Like it does that Pokemon thing where it briefly reminds you that it's like the real world in that there's death because there's death is never even yeah. contemplated. It's never even mentioned. You know, everyone you faint or you white no. out or you, whatever. And now, now it's like, oh, Pokemon can mm-hmm. die. Yeah, um, that's uh, and like your your rival in the game, mm-hmm. when he meets you in the Pokemon Tower, says like, "Oh, I'm here to bury." Does he actually eradicate. say that? Yeah, like his Raticate dies in the canon of the game. Yeah, yeah, wow, he does. shoot, yeah. I didn't. My eight year old brain forgot that. Um, and the other thing I really liked about this one is there was um a Pokemon related epidemic in Japan, um. That kind of mirror. It's getting a lot of nodding heads right now. (laughs) The 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yep. So there is an episode of the Pokemon anime that did not air in the U.S. Um, the famous, infamous Porygon episode did not air in the United States uh, because the combination of like Porygon's flashing eye light eyes and Pikachu's thunderbolt um, in in one scene caused an epidemic of seizures in Japan when the episode first aired. Um, and it, they like f- four kids or whatever the studio that aired it in Japan, like immediately pulled the episode. You can only find it now. If you, um, if you go digging through the internet, uh, for a downloadable copy. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, like that was a real <laughs> world thing that this this rumor is, I think, playing off of, and what just adds that extra level of like, I believe it, like to it that a nine, six, six, eight, nine year old needs to like. Did you hear? I think I we're um, in lavender. I think town. we're actually. Go ahead. A kid killed himself. Please. Like. That's the, <laughs> the the way that you said that. I imagine all kids are wearing trench coats, like, and they're in a back you, alley smoking a cigarette in the dark. You didn't have a trench coat when you were in 1996, Todd. I wasn't that kid, not yet, at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Lavender Town syndrome. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else to add before we move on to Todd? I have a a weird random theory that Hollywood Undead sampled the Lavender Town music and a song on uh not their most recent album but two albums ago um just in case anybody cared what's the song uh I don't want to die maybe I don't know I would have to look at Perfect. it um yeah I know it's it's really fitting um but I was cuz that that music is so iconic and I was in the gym one day because I'm, you know, trash and listen to Hollywood Undead and uh, <laughs> was listening to this. What's wrong with Hollywood Undead? Nothing, in my opinion. But then every time I tell somebody I like Hollywood Undead, they're like, you're garbage. Like, I didn't... It's better than Five Finger Death Punch. I... And also, if we're talking please, about who listens to what up, trash. Please go Wait. on Twitter and Instagram um, at, at Debate This. <laughs> at, tell at us what is trash. And tell Matt well, how trash he is for listening to Hollywood Undead. Yeah, yeah, and if we're going to trash people for what they're listening to at the gym, I specifically remember Kyle tweeting something about listening to Ariana Grande. I thought it was Enya. Enya. No, yeah, I, Enya's way worse. I listen to Ariana all the time. Um, oh, <laughs> okay. No, it happened. Well, before before we move on, we're actually gonna. This is gonna be our first ever debate. This two parter. Ooh. Um. Oh. So ooh, it's a spooky two parter. Spectacular part two. <laughs> so too yeah, we, we, spooky. We're, we're awesome here. Um. So we're actually gonna cut it off right now. Um. So next week, tune back in. Um, we'll post a new episode. It's gonna be part two of our video game creepypastas. Until then, uh, follow along, hit us up at Debate This Cast on all social media. Um, please, if you like the show, uh, comment, like, uh, five stars on iTunes, all the usual podcast stuff. Um, until next time, 